0: This podcast contains description of sexual harassment and themes that some listeners may find upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. This is Anthems. Hello. My name is Harla Carraway and I'm a visual artist based in London. Your word of the day is discomfort. It's a relatively warm day in London. I'm sitting in my home studio. There are family photographs, sketches, images and unfinished canvases all over the walls. The window is open. I thought a fresh breeze would get my juices flowing in order to write. There's a squirrel outside my window and shadows of dancing branches on my hand. A few times now, the neighbours have slammed their door again and ruined the mood a little bit. Though this seems like an ideal setup, I am uncomfortable. Uncomfortable with words, with sitting in silence, by myself, with myself. And my feet are cold. <laughs> Very cold. My feet are always cold. I am 25. I was born and raised in Morocco and only moved to the UK three years ago. I was about seven, maybe eight, when my dad noticed I could draw. He has a creative soul, part of me thinks he could have been an artist in another life. He owns this pencil portrait of himself, more of a sketch, made by his cousin he says. It's been on the wall at my family home for as long as I can remember, and probably my very first encounter with any form of art. So he nurtured my talent, bought me materials, signed me up for art classes. My mum was happy with me as long as I cleaned after myself. I was happy painting and let the world go by without much comment. My older sister on the other hand was the opinionated one. Everyone came to her for advice on anything. She had a good eye for beauty, was very sociable and always top of her class. She was everyone's favourite. Nominated most likely to succeed in life. I watched her stand up to my dad to the male combat partners in our judo class who wanted to grab more than just her kimono, to her pervy high school English teacher, and many more. She was called defiant. A lot. This obviously wasn't a compliment. At the time, we're talking about 10 years ago now, I'd never heard of feminism as a term it was as unknown to me as mental health or trauma or patriarchy. These ideas did not exist in my world. These words invite questioning, but everything I was told, witnessed and lived was normal to me, unchallenged, just accepted. Example, family gatherings. When me and my sister were teenagers, there would be this guy who would grab our breasts and squeeze our bums. I didn't protest, nor did she. Instead we laughed with everyone else because, apparently, it was a hilarious joke. I did it in front of our mum. Though, never in front of our dad. He still comes up in little funny stories at family gatherings. Remember when he used to squeeze our bums and make that fart noise? Followed with bursts of laughter. Until this day, no one questions it. No one recognises it for what it really was. There are plenty of other stories I could tell you about sexual harassment and domestic violence, but the most important thing is that through all this, My sister and I became essential allies. I wish I could say the same about other women in the family who have internalised misogyny without realising. My sister was the first and only feminist figure in my life at the time, the first one who taught me to trust myself when I feel uncomfortable and make sure I find out why. On April 4th, 2014, we got the call. There's been an accident. My sister was the only one who didn't survive. There were prayers, screams, cries, hugs, maybe. I don't remember. I almost completely blacked out the first week. What I do remember though is people asking me how my mum was, how was my dad. I was asked to look after them. I'm the light I'm what's left. I should make them proud, compensate them for what they lost. I was told. I had to behave now. All communication stopped between me and my parents and everyone to be honest. There wasn't really any to start with. Music stopped, happiness stopped for a very very long time. Everyone tried so hard not to mention her name or share her picture. It was a relief at first. It meant I didn't have to feel uncomfortable, at least not in front of people. I flirted with negative thoughts, a lot. It was an avalanche of meaningless relationships and toxic people. I distanced myself from my parents, from myself. I completely lost track of what my life meant to me. So I started traveling by myself. I went on spontaneous getaways in search of something different, something I could replace my memories with, Not only did it make my thoughts even louder but also made me realise that this was something I will always carry with me. I turned to my art. I was painting abstract figures, suspended, alone, in a void. I didn't know at the time what it meant or that it was the very thing that kept me sane. Eventually I chose sanity. I chose me. I left architecture school on my fifth year and moved to London to study painting. Just me and my baggage. I've never lived by myself before then, let alone in a new country. Studying in my fourth language and not having any friends. Still, flying right out of my comfort zone felt like the only option, the only option to find me. The pandemic started shortly after I graduated. This meant I was forced to spend more time with myself through lockdown, with my memories, my questions. It was deeply, deeply uncomfortable. But this time, I liked it. I like the feeling. I need it. I crave it. I am finally grieving and probably will for the rest of my life. I'm also building the courage to initiate uncomfortable conversations with my family, I think it's necessary to allow discomfort into our lives, our conversations, especially the ones with ourselves. Because once challenged, it will allow growth, forgiveness and peace. It's still not easy talking to my family about the past. I don't know if I want them to listen to this episode. I have no idea what they'll say, what I'll say back. I am now painting more than ever. And I'm bringing my discomfort into my work. Example. I've had helminthophobia for most of my teenage years. The fear of worms. Especially parasitic worms. And now, they're all over my canvases. They are trauma. They are grief. They are men with wandering hands. I'm getting a little bit anxious right now, even talking about them. Yet whilst one hand anxiously scratches my scalp, the other paints my story. Discomfort, definition, noun, the feeling of not being comfortable, either from a physical cause or from a situation. If you've been affected by the themes in this podcast, head to the episode description for a list of resources and helplines.